0: Apparently, out of uh, Big Ten Media Days, this is dropped yesterday, ex-Minnesota football players and staffers are alleging a toxic culture under coach P.J. Fleck within the program. Not a good look for Northwestern in the past oh, couple of weeks. Call me shocked. And now Minnesota, with oh, all of this coming out.
1: And don't forget Iowa's gambling thing.
0: We got Iowa, the gambling. Former Minnesota football players described. Now that's
1: just good fun. <laughs> yeah. Gambling
0: is illegal.
1: And I was, sir, and I never sliced. He's like, it's not that big, but I really don't know how deep this goes. (laughs) (laughs) But for the Minnesota side of
0: things, former Minnesota football players described Coach P.J. Fleck's program as, quote, a cult Uh, fraught with intimidation and toxicity. Oh, my god! And I'm not talking system of a down toxicity. I'm talking P.J. Fleck toxicity. I
1: can't believe this.
0: I've always liked that word, by the way.
1: Toxicity.
0: Toxicity. Toxicity. Uh, uh, among the allegations are that Fleck uh, interfered with medical protocols by seeking for injured players to return earlier than anticipated and by minimizing the seriousness of some pretty horrendous injuries, according to one player quoted. Uh, the story also details a system devised by Fleck called the Fleck Bank. That's a little offshoot of a spank bank. I don't care for that. The Fleck Bank, in which players could rack up goodwill to circumvent the repercussions of failed drug tests and other violations. Okay, it was first described as "quote a cult." Yeah. The first moment that you hear or see PJ Flex speak, or when he enters a room, yeah. the guy has an aura of a cult like a cult leader, leader to him. Yeah. His mantra, the row the boat thing, and his whole like demeanor is weird. Yeah. It is strange. We always called him a used car salesman. That was it, and that's not an insult to used car salesman. I feel bad for that comparison now. Yeah. P.J. Fleck is like the leader of the hale Bob
1: Comet. I saw. I saw one tweet. It was cult. Like, come on, the man looks like he's purposely trying to sell you a lemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, color. Don't. Uh, I'm not
0: shocked at all over these allegations. If you were to ask me, like, what coach would you feel like would be like, I don't know, a leader of a cult, I would point at P.J. Fleck and see that guy right there. He makes you literally drink the Kool Aid.
1: I'm like really getting into it, like, like um, no, you're not going to win any of this. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. The headline, I was like, yeah, no crap. Like, I don't know how anybody can buy into what he's selling. Like from the outside looking in, not having been a recruit, not being on a recruiting visit, just hearing how he describes things makes me seem like, yeah, I don't need to get you to know you any better. I don't need to be where you are. Wasn't he texting kids at, like, 3 a.m.? Like, like, like hundreds like, of texts when a guy, like... like a, It's like a drunken, scorned ex-lover at yeah, bar time. When, when a guy nonstop. committed elsewhere, and he started texting the kid being like, your life's going to suck. You're going to be bad. You're going to regret like, this decision yeah, the yeah, rest of your life. Yeah. You, you're going to wish the, that you were with me. Guy You'll never like, meet another like I me. I had to block his number. Like, it, it's...
0: He's a freakazoid. Yeah, like... Okay, now, there, there are just allegations coming out right now, but I've always felt weird it's like about P.J. Fleck.
1: 20 plus... Players yeah. and staff since he took over in 2017. He's a weirdo, dude. Yeah. He's like, like, I Heaven's like, Gate, the hale Bob Com- I like, Heaven's like Gate the, cult. The one guy who's named and defends him is like, yeah, it's not for everybody. I'm like, okay, so you were treated well. <laughs> okay, here's another reason why they're a, a, a cult for
0: P.J. Fleck. He makes his players, if you were to ask their players, how are you doing today? They have
1: to say, yeah. I'm doing elite, which isn't properly uh, used. Elite is a class. It's not a, yeah, how it's you doing not a feeling. I'm elite. Yeah. Well, how were you yesterday? I was elite. Well, how about the one, multiple people saying when uh, the strength and conditioning fo- coach first got there, our practices were learning how to clap when P.J. Fleck entered a room. <laughs> He's such a weirdo. Right? It's so bizarre. And and that's not one guy saying that. Multiple people said that. You no, know, Fleck is uh,
0: scheduled to uh, speak today yeah, for Big Ten Media Days. I have, oof, he ain't getting on that one, I'll tell you that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the former, let's see here. In 2018, CBS Sports obtained a memorandum in which an former employee warned the Minnesota Board of Regents of a toxic culture within the program. Uh, the person said, uh, quote, Issues continue to go unaddressed and things do not change. The health and welfare of student athletes at the University of Minnesota are in jeopardy.
1: Or or how about some of his training, having some of his training staff give kids maximum strength, like pain pills, to get them out on the field earlier. That's the most damning thing here. Well, this is the one he's talking about. It was like taking these injuries and being like, no, no, no you need to get out there and play. Right, but he had the training staff yeah. or like well, it's the not. football training staff give them Maximum strength, like pain pills. Like, you're one step below Toradol or something? Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever it is. But, like, out of everything, like, I can get a coach having an ego. Totally. I can. Yeah, everyone's got an ego. I can get a head coach getting somebody out of a marijuana positive test. Yes. It's the fact, I mean, the fact that. Like there's there's it, it, goodwill stacked up in all
0: situations. Like you can get goodwill in any boss and yeah, any you know. Right. If the pill thing is true,
1: that's what's going to get him.
0: Yeah. Let's see. The former employee alleged Minnesota medical staffers illegally prescribed uh, illegal, illegally prescribed toradol. Yeah. A powerful anti-inflammatory that reduces pain. The ex-staffer also alleged the school's athletic medical team violated NCAA independent medical care best practices. Uh, let's see. Here, a subsequent investigation. Uh, by a well known independent firm was uh, spurred by the concerns raised in the blah, blah, blah. The investigation largely exonerated those accused of improper conduct while crediting Minnesota's athletic training staff for their best practices. So that was an independent. I'm just going to say this How, How in something?
2: the world can Minnesota and PJ Fleck? I mean, they can hand out these pills or you can get shots and it's like it takes no time at all. Yeah. Ebo, Ebo, you're going to love this. My shoulder has been hurting since March, and they won't let me get a shot.
1: I, I want one. <laughs> well, I can't get one. I don't think you have any this good... This guy's th- handing you, them out. I don't Did think you, you have explain any... to them you're trying to do athletics?
3: <laughs>
0: well, I, I'm trying to golf here. <laughs> Rowdy, I think I know why. Because they said you could, if you got goodwill built up with Fleck that you can get these things. Oh. Last time I heard, I don't think there's much goodwill built up with the hospital you go to because I remember you berating uh, some of the people in the finance department. I don't think you really have. And I remember you saying you berated some nurses too. I don't oh, think you this have any, guy. I don't think you have any goodwill built up. I think that's here's, the main reason. Here's some Tylenol. I would call, say. I, I would say go
2: go look in the days. mirror and there might be a reason why. It's <laughs> been like four months. It's not getting it's better. Been. Can I get a shot? No, but I guess on Minnesota's campus you could just willy nilly get whatever you need. Well, you got to play football, I think, too,
0: uh, to do this and you've you got to start getting some goodwill built up in the Stoughton uh, Hospital, wherever the hell it is that you go. Um, that's funny. Well, okay, so these are just allegations coming out. You're not sure which, what's right, what's wrong, but whether there's smoke, usually there's fire. And hell, you can just look at P.J. Fleck and, hear the, and look at the things he, he does, and you're like, this guy is a freak. I remember um, uh, there's a, a guy I know, his son, took a visit. Him and his son took a visit to Minnesota uh, for football and after they had a meeting with pj flack coach flack they're like this guy that's a no for me it is bizarre it is weird is that the we we, we yeah. yeah well no he was already on the team they're like it's bizarre yeah. it's weird and this is not for us this is a different yeah. guy you're thinking of that i we know
1: oh we know him well the other guy we know his kid was already on the team okay the one we well, you know he, the one that i'm talking about he just visited oh, it was a no, visit no, no, no. One of the guy we know is his boss's kid was already on the team. Yeah, there you go. There, there you go. go. They're like, yeah, this guy is just a freak. Like,
0: it's, it's it's so bizarre and it's so phony and fake feeling. But some people buy into oh, yeah. it. I the guess. kid
1: I know, he, during the first team meeting, quit the team, stayed at Minnesota and was like, eh, yeah, it was like I'm out that of here, ain't
0: for me. <laughs> uh, so right now it's not going too well for uh, some Big Ten teams. You got Northwestern taking, obviously, the brunt of it. That's a lot of verified stuff. And then Minnesota now, this coming out, I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear what P.J. Fleck has to say. On the podium today.
1: I'm doing elite today.
0: Yeah. we're um, doing elite.
1: I'm not going to let this every, bring you everything's down. Everything's wrong. Uh, I did not get facial surgery this summer.
0: Hey, <laughs> lies about getting fit. Whatever. All right. There's uh, there's some drama coming out of the Big Ten. Some
2: more drama. He did not have sexual relations with that co-ed. No, he did not.
0: <laughs> Line one. Good morning. For him. Who's this? Line one.
3: Hey, yeah.
2: yeah,
0: how's it
3: going? I can never hear that switch over on your guys' well, at all. I, I didn't I
0: didn't I didn't have you on the hold button so there was no switch over. I just went right to oh, it. Gotcha. I just went right to you it, know, baby.
4: You know, I mean PJ Fleck, I mean he's the most annoying bastard out there, but <laughs> I compare him I compare him with how Russell Wilson's been
5: the last couple of years, Ooh. maybe three seasons.
3: He's
0: very cult f- cultish like too, isn't he? Yeah.
5: Yeah, just Unlimited. Fake, just fake that when you When you go to shake his hand, you want to bitch-slap him, too. (laughs) Shake with one hand,
3: slap with the other. The only thing that I liked about it, I thought the shots and pills things was good. I mean, hook me up, coach.
0: (laughs) Well, Rowdy's trying to get hooked up, too, and they won't even do it. I guess you boys need to start playing some football.
3: Hook me up with a couple Percostats? I'll work all damn day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that tore it all. You'll never feel pain again for the rest of the week.
3: Oh, I like That's that, Mike too, Deer.
0: but
6: I'll be moving a little slow to be catching a football.
0: Yeah, you might be drooling a little bit. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. Right? I mean, hell, you saw Aaron Rodgers after that Bears game all hopped up on goofballs. He was like, oh,
4: bringing up that bastard now.
0: Oh, oh don't worry. We're going to bring up some more of Rodgers. He just took a pay cut, $35 million pay cut with the Jets. What about that?
4: Oh, he's, he,
3: yeah, he'll get it back 20-fold. Is this, who is, is this Rob? Know. Who is this? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, Rob, yeah. I thought it was you, buddy. Oh, yeah, I, don't get me started so early on Aaron Rodgers right now. We'll we'll, we'll start that later. Oh, how about this?
0: All right, at the, at the earlier this week, there was the shareholders meeting. Mark Murphy brought his name up, and the shareholders booed when they heard the name Aaron Rodgers. Would you boo the name Rodgers, Rob?
4: Booing's so boring. I would just <laughs> I would throw I tomatoes would and- off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Well, Rob. All right, guys. You the man, I gotta brother. to get to work here. You go get him, baby. <laughs> go get that all shot. See you, bud. Rowdy. we got to get. I, I don't think it's. Man. What's a good way to get drugs prescribed to you then? If you're looking for your shoulder to get all
2: fixed. Know a doctor? Find a dealer? Um.
0: <laughs> I guess steal a, a prescription pad, yeah. maybe? You ever tried doing that?
2: No.
1: No.
0: You might go to jail for that, though. Yeah. Well, I know you can just go in and say you're confused about your gender, and then they'll prescribe you all kinds of stuff.
1: Oh, that's true. There you go,
0: Nellie.
2: I'm uh, confused about my gender. Can I get a cortisone shot? <laughs> can I?
1: Yeah. What? Yeah, I need a cortisone shot uh, so I can really start thinking about. It's actually this. I think located that, in my shoulder. I don't
0: even think like you need like I don't even think you need, a, need <laughs> Funny
1: a f- thing about that yeah. is.
0: <laughs> Funny thing that is.
1: It's located.
0: My penis my sh- is located on my shoulder. <laughs> can you can you drug it up a little bit? <laughs> Then Roddy will be golfing again. Roddy, you're pretty quiet on the PJ Fleck front of, side of things.
2: I just I never liked PJ Fleck. Yeah. I, I well I shouldn't say that. I thought he was a pretty good head coach when he was at uh, Western Michigan. That was when Western Michigan played the Cotton Bowl against the Badgers. Yeah, and you know right around in that time frame, Corey Davis was like a great receiver that I think was yeah. up for the Heisman at uh, one point. I don't think he was invited, but he was in the you know in the running. Mm-hmm. And then he moved on to Minnesota and I was like, wow, this is a good get for Minnesota. Like uh that's a name. That's an up and coming young guy that looks like he's going to be somebody like great hire for a big 10 school. We're at, and this was right around the same time where it's like, well, we already had urban Meyer in the big 10. You had Harbaugh and you could go right on down the list. It's like, they've had a lot of big names moving to the big 10. This is just another one. The big Ten's getting stronger and stronger but then i went down to chicago big 10 media days and he instantly when he walked into the um the convention center yeah. an aura of you had just he just reeked of douche yeah, an aura
0: <laughs> of douche the douche aura who, who
1: gave us douche canoe well, our bobby? guy bob beamer yeah.
0: bobby the captain of
2: the douche yeah. canoe yeah pj fleck but yeah he instantly when he walked in just the way he talked the way he walked the way he held himself it was like you could just see him walk in and when he walked past you're like i don't like this guy
0: (laughs) no rowdy's like that don't impress me much when pj fleckton his aura uh came in rowdy we figured it out how to get some uh, drugs I, i don't i can't believe it didn't dawn on me before portage mike mike and portage just dropped it down on us you go to la farmacia all you gotta do is cross the border from Texas into Mexico. There you go. And you literally can get over the counter whatever drug I you had want.
2: A, actually, well, I was. Uh, you can get whatever <laughs> drug you want down there at La Pharmacia. When I was vacationing. You can even bring it back, it X, uh, X amount of it. When I was vacationing, I did see a tweet about, and I should have sent you guys it for News of the Weird, but it was about some chick who went to Mexico for a
1: butt lift brazilian butt lift a bbl Man. and then uh had her liver taken yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you have a liver one day and you wake up and it's gone
0: hey, i'm going down to uh get my ass a little fatter
2: came back a little lighter cuz what was going on i i you know i went to um i went south of the border to get a brazilian butt lift turns out i actually just had a uh, kidney stolen <laughs> 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 or liver stolen, whatever I, it was. I woke
0: up in a tub of ice, and my butt was the same size, and but my, yeah,
2: I was, I was really sore inside
0: of my body. I was
2: looking for a Brazilian butt lift, and I just got a Mexico <laughs> kidney stolen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a funny story for News of the Weird.
0: Wisconsin football, something that we've already pontificated and figured this out, uh, but it is official. Brett McMurphy from the Action Network. Uh, busting it down, the NBC package for the Wisconsin Badgers. We're getting ourselves some night games. We knew Ohio State was going to be a night game. Yeah, we like we knew it, it was a bad badly kept secret. But uh, according to Brett McGurvey, the Badgers will host Nebraska November 18th on NBC with kick coming at 6:30. Yeah.
1: And also, what, what was the other one? Iowa at 2:30. Iowa oh. at 2:30 on NBC.
0: On NBC, and then. Ohio State, October twenty eighth at six thirty p.m. In the PM, put it in my hands. Wisconsin plays Ohio State pretty good at Camp Randall at night. At, yeah, so Wisconsin obviously routinely played night games in Madison, but the Big Ten once had a rule against playing under the lights in November due to the uh, potential for cold weather.
1: Coldness. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, gee, oh, no. it's co- cold in the state of Wisconsin come November? Oh, wow.
1: yeah, but the, the, it. That had been a rule in the Big Ten for quite yeah. some time.
0: Yeah, thank God for global warming, though. Uh, in recent years, the latest kickoff was at 3 p.m., but the new TV deal and the earth at a rapid pace getting so much warmer uh, uh, that the new TV deal conference that entered gives uh, NBC a primetime game every week, except for when Notre Dame has night game
1: scheduled. I will say UW Badgers doesn't have those posted times yet.
2: Well, this is uh, here again. The interns are still on summer break. According. No,
1: they're, they're at Big Ten. Meetings. This is from our guy,
0: Zach Halpern. According to the Action Network's Brett McMurphy. Right. It's reported that. So yeah. it's
1: usually I've seen stuff from Brett that isn't wrong for the most part. It's not like he's going out and saying <laughs> certain people are going to be a head coach. Sure. Then when that doesn't happen, they're coming back to be on staff. Well, he'd work for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel if that was the case. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, RJ, when we have time after the show, I'll sit you down and I'll give you the rundown on rumors. We'll reports, just run it down really quick. <laughs> sources.
0: Run it down really quick right now, Rowdy. Run it down really quick right now, would you? Because sometimes our, journal, our journals out there need some, um, uh, you know, a little
2: refresher. Well, the, uh... well, it starts out as rumors. Okay. Yep. And then you find sources. Yeah. And then it turns into reports. Yep.
0: Oh. That's how it
2: works. And okay. don't you dare get those out of uh, no. order. Because and, people will be pissed. And don't you yeah, ever, can't. don't you ever question my sources and the rumors they give
0: me. Even though they're not named. And
1: the rumors yeah, even they though they're give no, me. Even though they're not named. Yeah. Don't you
0: ever question them. Uh, don't you ever come with the best. You can never ask for my sources as a respectable journalist.
1: I mean, you can. I won't tell you.
0: Exactly. Because I have standards. Because they don't exist. Or there's they do not that. not exist. You don't admit that part, though. It's the
2: man with no face.
0: <laughs> you don't admit that part that they don't <laughs> exist. You just run with it. And double, triple, quadruple down sometimes. Yeah. I'm never wrong. This is what I was told. Don't okay. Question me. Well, so, wrong, the addition of these three ta- uh, game times, time, we know that uh, we now know when seven of Wisconsin's 12 games will kick off. And we got kind of an idea for others. The ones that are up in the air right now would be November 4th at Indiana, November 11th versus Northwestern, and the final one of the year, November 25th at Minnesota. Yeah. What are we thinking of? Uh, what do you think of Nebraska night game, November eighteenth?
1: Hey, last time we had one, I think was that was the hell.
0: Didn't wasn't, was wasn't that go to four oh eight? Was that go to a bunch of overtimes?
1: No, wasn't that the four oh eight? The last night game against Nebraska.
0: What was the one where it was Adrian Martinez and they were they battled mightily into the night? Maybe I'm misremembering uh, years gone by. All those tailgates start to blend together, especially <laughs> when you're boozing really la- uh, a lot. Uh, also, well, Adrian
2: Martinez is like forty. I know. He was at Nebraska that long. Yeah. Uh, what is he doing? Is he in the USFL? Is he in the XFL? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, nobody,
1: nobody knows.
0: All right, so on the Jimmy Leonard front, Rowdy, we talked a little bit about it at the start of the show. Uh, RJ and I were talking about it yesterday. Uh, when you saw the news break out, I think you said earlier this morning,
2: uh, you really liked it for Jimmy Leonard, I think is what it was. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of funny. It's like, totally funny. If you were ever going to be scorned by your school, the place that you just coached at, you played at, you're a legend at, you're going to go and work with a guy that has Wisconsin diet, uh, ties or guys that have Wisconsin ties. Mm-hmm. It's not super far from home. And he could, you know, consultant, analyst, whatever, he could probably do it from his house in Madison if they give him the tape and, yeah, and all the I study. So. It's, it's not like, exactly like he what would he's doing. have to move to Champaign.
0: And who would want to
1: move to Champaign? That sounds pretty tough.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure a Zach Halperin. Yeah,
1: I think he's got a, there's a clip on there somewhere of Bielema telling what his weekly schedule would be.
0: Yeah, I have Bielema clips right here. Um, let me just, this quick. all right, here's Brett Bielema. I also have some Barry Alvarez as well, talking about Jimothy T. Leonard. Uh, we'll start with uh, Big Bert, the giant pumpkin. He said, here
5: you go.
0: Whoa, whoa, Post Malone, calm down, buddy. Here's Bielema, excited to have Leonard in the building
5: but he really won't travel with us. He he can't do any on field coaching. He can't do any recruiting, uh, but he can be in the building and, and kind of be just – it's going to be a great tool for me because um, I think any time I can get someone that I really respect on how they see the game, that brings a lot of great discussions.
0: So there you go. He's not going to be in the building. He's going to be working remote. Hell yeah, everyone's dream. Uh, Belima on how the Leonard hire happened.
5: I literally reached out to Jim today. He got it right when we played him the day before. Uh, we, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen, right, but we, we talked after the game just compliment him wish him good luck and then lo and behold the next day he's the head coach right and I, I shot him a text literally that day and wished him luck and said hey during the out season I'd love to help you however I can um, and that kind of just started conversations and then you know obviously I went into our season and the rest of their season when he didn't get the job I reached out to him just said hey thinking of you anything I can do let me know um, and then it probably just kind of progressed from there just not not a lot I wasn't in a hurry I knew he had to process some things and it kind of just kind of continued to build and then Uh, really after spring ball in May, I kind of said, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? And
1: that's how it started. RJ? I just love how he's pretty good at reaching out to people during a season when either he or they have jobs. Yeah. Because that's what he did with Arkansas when Bobby Petrino got fired. (laughs) Bert knows what he's doing. I know. He knows what he's doing. I just love it how he does it in season well People are employed. If, if
0: Bert wasn't married, if Brett wasn't married, he'd be one of those guys. It's like a Seinfeld episode. He'd be one of those guys. He's like, man, I hope this relationship fails. I really am interested in this woman. And then right when they start fighting, he's like, he's like, hey, I'm here for a shoulder to cry on. I'm here to talk. If you need someone to talk to, I'm here for you. And then once the relationship breaks up, Brett would be like, hey, how are you doing? You, are you doing okay? You want to catch up? You want to you go for lunch or something and talk about it? And then he swoops right in.
1: Whoop-a-chow! Yeah. <laughs>
0: What will Leonard's role be? Well you're more uh, from Bielema.
5: Kind of said, hey, what are you looking for, right? Like, I don't have an on-the-field position, but uh, you know, would you be interested in Anna's role? So he and I just kind of started having some conversations, and uh, one thing led to another, and I know he had a bunch of things going on. wasn't a big hurry. I said, what I would love for you to do is join us in a, in a senior analyst role. Don't just work with our defense. I want you to work with our offense on what you see from the defenses we're playing. I'm going to get involved in the special teams.
2: Brett Bielema. No matter what people want to say about him, is not a dumb man. No, he's absolutely not. not. He, he is a good coach, and he did good things at Wisconsin. I think Arkansas was a little bit of a different animal that he maybe wasn't ready for or anticipating. But clearly, in short time at Illinois, they've gotten much better than where Lovey Smith had them.
1: Yeah, and, and one thing he's really good at, his staff does recruiting well. He brings in coaching talent. He
2: he can see the talent, whether that be the athletic side of things or the coaching side of things, and you know what? When you have the contacts to say, you know, I didn't play with Jim Leonard, I didn't go to school with Jim Leonard, but we were at the same school in common, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in common, Mm -hmm. I can get this number easily if he didn't already have it. Oh, yeah, totally. Who would I... There's no one else I would want to reach out to. Yeah. He would know everything about their defense and that roster and just the, you know, the the university in general. You're not going to get a better... Person to work for you if you're looking to beat Wisconsin than Jim Leonard, the guy that had been there for the last handful of years.
0: I'm glad you bring that up already because B Limo was asked about bringing in fresh eyes to help out the program. And what better way than to do it with Jim Leonard?
5: Uh, I just like seeing good coaches who I think are good coaches on what they see. And um, that, that drove to the conversation uh, when Jimmy uh, was available to, to get this moment. So um, that's how I do it. Um, and it's just really because I think. Uh, like I tell players, competition brings the best out of you. I think when you have a good coaches in the building, it really brings good coaching.
0: So I mean, that that's a good thing for Illinois. Like they got a good one. Yeah. Well, Barry Alvarez was also you know bumping around Big Ten media days. Our Zach Heilprin was talking to him. Uh, Barry Alvarez was talking about Jimmy Leonard, and he, here's Alvarez, the Don, on what he thought about Leonard going to Illinois.
6: You know, Jimmy, you know, should be in football. I, I, you know, I hate to see him step back from it. You know, when it when it happened, it didn't surprise me. You know, he played for Brett. Brett knows him. You know, that's a great deal for Brett to get someone like that and his knowledge to help with the program.
0: And more from Alvarez and what he sees Leonard bring to Illinois.
6: Well, Jimmy's been successful as a player and a coach in the league. He knows the league. I'm sure Brett is going to use him to evaluate his players, evaluate and and help uh, game plan, evaluate the teams that he's playing, and it's just another Big Ten defensive mind that's that's in on game planning and evaluating.
0: All right, Leonard's future. um, You know, you're you're taking stepping stones to become a head coach. Uh, Did you say yesterday Jimmy Leonard wants Joe Barry fired back D.C. for the Green Bay Packers?
1: I didn't say that. (laughs) I was like, hell yeah!
0: Because you know Joe Barry, is not long for this NFL world. No. But Alvarez was asked what he sees for Leonard's
6: future. I don't know. Whatever, Whatever Jimmy wants to Dude, Jimmy's had opportunities. You know, he's had head coaching opportunities. He didn't take a lot, of, a number of jobs because he didn't want to leave Wisconsin, leave Madison area because he has three young kids. And so this, you know, Brett tailored something for him that he could be there a few days a week and not, not have to move.
1: Yeah, that's pretty nice. All right. Do you think Jim Leonard regrets not taking the Packers DC job? No, not right now. Yeah. I mean, he gets to keep the buyout from Wisconsin. That's a cool million, and I don't think hey. I don't think he would have gotten that had people not been like, hold on, wait. He took over as head coach for over half the year, and you didn't give him a pay raise, <laughs> and so he got that. What did he make five hundred? Uh, I think a little more than that for D- for his DC role. Was yeah, a little five hundred. Yeah, well, I think it was almost more towards a million.
2: Oh, was it? If yeah. there
1: was a money amount that
2: came into play here for what he had to do or what he had to get paid to. Defer the spy out?
1: It was 100% his no matter what.
2: Well, if there was a stipulation, yeah. you know the man that I would want to talk brought, to about we brought, it? We, brought, it, and and we talked about it yesterday. And <laughs> and the the man with the, with the Bielma Patriots. I have a lawyer as well.
0: yeah was <laughs> yeah. like, I got a guy you can call. You ever heard a better call, Saul? They call that guy. I'll give you a deal. I'll get your money.
2: I know this is like kind of what normally these consultant jobs pay, but I'm going to go way under that because I want to way keep, under. I want to keep this buy. Here's a dollar. That's exactly you know what, what You're we brought. Be up yesterday. a
1: volunteer. It's like, hey, okay. Uh, <laughs> Listen, pay for your gas. If I make this amount
0: of money, I'm not going to get my $14 million payout (laughs) from Arkansas. So, um, Patriots, how about you pay me about $200,000 less than the average (laughs) so I can keep my millions
2: and millions and millions of dollars from Arkansas and just be fat and happy? Yeah. It worked out nice for him. And I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick signed off on it and he goes, Works for me. Yeah, sure. Just uh, do your job.
0: Yep. And speaking of football. (laughs) Can you smell it? <sighs> That's the last journalist left in America covering the Green Bay Packers. Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media, journalism's last stand. Robbie! What up, brother?
3: I like the opening line there. In the days of my youth, you know, it's, it's, I've been doing this a long time. I, I found an old picture. Somebody sent me an old picture of me and Rogers. Together in 08, and I put it on Twitter yesterday, and I thought, man, I, 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 I missed that. I missed I missed that thirty-year-old kid, you know, who was, you know, and not Rogers. I'm talking about the journalist who was who was covering the team in, you know, 2008. Time, time goes quick. I'm time goes, time, time goes quick, but yes, I'm. It's it just it's it, it's great to still be doing it. It's it, it's great to you know, 15 years later, still be. Team, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's gonna be a great year in Green Bay. <laughs> look at look at look at Rob Reichel with the polo,
0: Oh, the sandals, the beautiful shorts. Rob, that is Rob. you don't you look pretty much the same, dude. I'm not gonna lie, if, if anything, Rogers aged way more than you did. <laughs> the,
3: the, the, the problem is, my midsection has taken a little, a little bit of a hit. That, that, that if I if I if I can if I can trim a few pounds, I can get back to that. Uh, that old ball. That's the, that's the, that's and the, this the is
0: potential. this is what I love most about it. Is there. This is yeah, what I like I most that. about the picture, Robbie. They're not a cell phone in sight. You have a notepad and a pen. Breaking you it down with it, Rogers. Baby.
3: You got it. That was a, that was a wonderful time. That was probably pre-Twitter. Even that was right around maybe when Twitter was starting to blow up. And yeah, it was. Uh, it was just. It was just a different time. And. Uh, you know, even Rodgers was a little bit different back then. But, uh, but we don't want to talk about him, do
0: we? Well, hang on. Let me ask you this on Rodgers. Uh, Robbie, as a, a guy covering the team, and then maybe if I could get a little bit of your fandom thrown in as well, when you saw Aaron Rodgers uh, saving the Jets $35 million by reworking his deal over the next two years, what did you think seeing that for Rodgers? Well,
3: first, I mean, I think, you know, I have no fandom with this group kind of in me, what's in me whatsoever. But here's what I will say. If I'm a Packer fan, like my brother or my wife or my father or my brother-in-law or something like that, um, and, you know, guys who were texting me all day yesterday, buddies of mine, no, they're, they're living and they, they should be. You know, Rogers. Rogers took every nickel possible he could for 15 years out of the Packer organization and, and now he changes uniforms and colors and um, well, maybe not colors, but at least <laughs> uniforms. And, you know, he, he, here he is, you know, saving, saving the Jets $17, $18 million a season. And, you know, that, that, for, for so many years, Tom Brady worked on that team friendly deal, and it it helped New England and then Tampa Bay win, win Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes even has a deal right now where I think he's down a fifth or sixth or seventh in terms of highest-paid quarterbacks, you know, based on how you want to look at it after, you know, uh, Herbert just got his deal the other day. You know, and that that was always the one maybe criticism of Rodgers, although, you know, you you could always argue he's worth the money. How can you blame the guy for for taking the money? But but it was certainly a criticism in terms of them potentially trying to win championships. Rodgers never cut him a break. Rodgers, you know, would, would, would never lop off 5 or 10% so they could go get that extra wide receiver, that, that extra rush linebacker or something like that. He, he, he got every nickel to start with, and he usually accounted for probably 18 to 20% of the cap money. And a lot of organizations, like New England, for example, with, with Tom Brady, Brady was maybe counting 10 or 12%. That's a big gap. You know, Bill Belichick had a lot of extra money that Ted Thompson or Brian Gutekunst didn't have, and then the fans wanted to pile on Packer management and 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 things to that effect for for not building a Super Bowl champion around Rodgers. But it was, but it, and, and again, you can't blame a guy for taking the money. He did he, No, he earned it. He earned it. He he had every right to take it. Um, you know, he he's looking after future generations of Rodgers. So you can't bash a guy for taking it. But when a guy then like Brady. Takes far less, and I get it. Brady was married to a woman who was making probably triple what he was making, so the financials aren't are terrific. But, but, Evo, you tell me this what can Aaron Rodgers, let's say, I, I mean, I've never looked this up, but let's say in his career, Rodgers has made $400 million. What could Rodgers, let's say, in, let's say in essence, he took 350 instead in his time during Green Bay? What could he not buy? With three hundred fifty million that he could buy with four hundred,
0: a bigger, right? a, a bigger yacht. yacht.
3: There you go, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> an hey, Whatever I've, I've seen like the
0: hundred million dollar yachts well. compared to the fifty million dollar yachts, and there's a big difference there, Rob.
3: Why? Well, no, I, I certainly assume, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and, and, and I know you've got a couple of those, so I, I look forward to coming out. Yet yeah, yeah, to I got you. Ride down sure. those yachts with you, Evo. Yeah, um, but uh, no, I mean, if, if if I'm Packer Nation right now. I'm kind of saying to myself, why now? Um, it, it, I think it does show you a little bit how much Rodgers disliked the organization. We all knew he disliked it. It was they, here. Here was one more kind of kick to the to the gonads of Brian Gutekunst and the Packer organization by him restructuring that deal and now quote unquote trying to go for it with the Jets. I, I still don't think he's going to win a championship at all with the Jets. but it it, it was quite the symbolic move
0: yesterday, I think, in terms of of how he felt about the Packers versus how he feels about his new team. Rob Reichel joining us right now. Check out his work, uh, Forbes.com, Conley Media, Rob Reichel on Twitter as well. All right, something Aaron Rodgers did. I'm going to bridge it into the new quarterback, Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers uh, also apparently texted Jordan Love uh, some words of encouragement and just to be himself. uh, He, uh, Love, talked about that yesterday after practice. Robbie, first training camp, day one in the books what do we think, what do we see, how do we feel about one Jordan love?
3: Yeah, I mean he had an up and down day, Evo um you know the and I'm not gonna make any excuses for the kid he's he's got a lot of learning and, and growing to still do, obviously, and the verdict is out, and we're not gonna know anything and you know until we're probably six games into this to this season, maybe in terms of of where he's headed he had an up and down. Wednesday, undoubtedly at practice, he was slightly under fifty percent with his completion. I mean, it was a pretty wet field. They got they got some rain over there, and you know, and there's here in Green Bay in the in the morning, and um, you know, it, it was slightly windy. I know a lot of people, you know, wrote stiff winds and stuff like that. It was, a, it, it was it was nothing like in November or December in, in Green Bay. I mean, but there was a little bit of wind, and he under threw some balls. Especially on on some deep stuff, but but they did at the end of practice. Evo run the ones against the ones, and um, you know they moved the ball pretty efficiently. He, you know, lo- Love seems, and, and and here's a quick tip for fantasy owners out there. Love really seems to have a connection with Romeo Dobbs, and man, we'll see how the we'll see how the summer plays out. You know, but but I am him unofficially yesterday going seven to fifteen with with four or five of those catches going to Dobbs and. You know, and, and and Samari Touré has shown some birth and and I, I I think he's gonna he's gonna get the, a reasonable amount of snaps when the, when the year gets here. Evo, um, you know they they went with Zach Tom right away. Just just a couple of tidbits from practice. They went with Zach Tom at right tackle uh, with, with with the number one. So you know maybe he has a lead at least right now on on Yash to 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 win that that potential job. They went with Owens second safety next to Darnell Savage. Um, you know, they went with a front of Kenny Clark, place and Devontae Wyatt when they lined up in base. Um, you know, so that's just a couple of personnel things. You know, but right, you know, just, just back to Love, for example, Evo, I mean, it, I, I do think it's going to be up and down this summer. And, and, that, and that's just not on Jordan Love. That's on the fact he's got all these young receivers running around with him that, you know, and and, and I think Dove and Dubs and Kristen Watson are going to be up to speed and pretty quickly and, and playing, you know, NFL fast, probably from day one. But, but you do wonder about some of the other guys, you know, Reed in the slot Musgrave. I mean, it, it certainly feels like they're just going to, they're, they're just going to get it from well, well again, we'll see how the summer plays out. But if yesterday was indicative of saying Debo, you know, that they, they gave Musgrave the first shot at, at tight end to he played most of the snaps and, Man, that is one physically imposing dude. And, you yeah. know, if, he can, if he can stay healthy and he can stay on the field, there, Ivo, there was one. There was one play where they lined two tight ends up on on one side. It was him and Deguara, and then they then they motioned Deguara and they threw him into the backfield as an H back. But when they he was lined up briefly next to Musgrave, and I mean Musgrave just warped the guy, and is not a small man. Yeah. I mean, so and, and Musgrave can really really run, so. Um, you know, I, they're going to go young, obviously, all over the place, and you know, so, so I, I do think the growing. The, the 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 potential ups and downs that they face as an offense won't just be on Jordan Love, Evo. Sure. It's going to be on the fact he, you know, he has all these young pass catchers around him as well. Hi, right, Robbie. Day
0: one practice in the books. Obviously, uh, on the injury side of things, what was the news on one David Bakhtiari and a Rashawn Gary? I guess we'll go with Bakhtiari first. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, Spock went yesterday, Evo and he he, you know, he he didn't take a ton of reps. He didn't take a ton of steps, but he was out there to start with the ones, and then um, at one point, they went back to the ones. They, they were kind of rotating lines, but obviously through the day, like they always do. But then Zach Tom was on the left side, and Josh was on the right side with the ones. They're going to to keep his reps this summer to a minimal number and i mean the guy is 32 trying to save his career after you know i mean people the guy had four surgeries in like an 18 month window you know they're they're not going to be silly and do something to do something outrageous with him in august or, or something like that to jeopardize um you know his his potential season here in green bay yeah. the way he did close 2022 extremely encouraging with him and Jenkins, they should have one of the better left sides in football if if Bakhtiari gets back even eighty or ninety percent of what the old day Bakhtiari was. And, and and he was that player Evo at the at the end of last year. I mean he he had about five hundred and fifty pass snaps last year from scrimmage Evo he didn't allow a sack. So um you know they're they're gonna do everything in their power obviously to keep him healthy. And and that's gonna be the norm I think with anybody in year six, seven, eight. I mean, I even had a long talk with Aaron Jones yesterday, Evo, and they're gonna they're gonna try to take some of you know the the the, the snaps and, and the workload off Aaron Jones's plate, not just this summer, but maybe on a Wednesday or a Thursday, Evo, when uh, when, when, when when we get to the season. So um, we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll see how it plays out here, but uh, you know Bakhtiari, they're gonna be extremely careful with, and you know maybe bubble wrap him certain days through the course of the summer, and then certainly. You know, during the season, I would expect him to get that veterans rest day, you know, on a, on a Wednesday or something like that, and, and maybe even only practice once a week. Rashawn Gary and Stokes are got kind of similar stories, Evo. They're going to, you know, they're, they're, they're going to start uh, training camp here. Um, Stokes is obviously the corner that uh, hurt his, his meniscus, and he's, he's got the Liz Frank that he's, he's trying to come back from, from from last year when he hurt that in the Lions game in November, um, you know, both of those guys, Evo. they're going to be extremely careful with. I don't think technically they're on pups right now. Uh, they're going to go on pups, and then they hope to get them off at, at some point through the course of the summer. It, 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 I just, I, I, again, Evo. I, I think it's going to be tricky. I, I, you know, Lafleur indicated some real optimism. I think when he talked about that on Tuesday, that he'd have those guys potentially back for the start of the year. We'll see. You, just, you guys know how, how the Packers work as an organization. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they trend and they, and they lean toward being incredibly conservative with these guys. Gary's going to be in a contract year. Um, you know, the, the good news for them is, is if Gary can't make it back, you know, by that opener in week one in, in Chicago, Evo, that is a position now that you know because of the drafting of, of Van Ness and and the emergence last year of a couple of other guys like Justin Hollins who they found off the street or Kingsley Nkpari they they do have some reasonable depth uh, you know with with Preston Smith Van Ness and then those other two guys so um, you know I, I they're obviously not going to rush these guys back but if they are ready evil they they will go and, and they will play but again I. I, I don't. I wouldn't say the odds of either one are fantastic.
0: It looked like Nelly had something on the tip of his tongue to ask you. Rob.
2: Uh, well, Robbie, I'm glad that uh, they're starting to take into account some of the workload for some of these guys, but I hope LaFleur doesn't forget about Aaron Jones and give him, like, I don't know, eight carries or touches.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've argued it forever. You know, Aaron Jones is the most um, you know underutilized weapon probably in football, but you know, I was talking with Jones yesterday, and so he's about to start year seven, and and he was telling me he wants to play twelve to fourteen. So, on, on some level, the way they've the way they've used him, he he said he wants to have a Frank Gore career, he wants to have an Adrian Peterson career, which which is possible. I mean, they they've kind of kept him in that you know range of two hundred carries um, a season over the last uh, few years since since LeFleur got there, and. And we all know Mike McCarthy barely gave him the ball, or certainly didn't give him the ball. enough. sorry to rip your guy. Oh, he's also uh, hurt a bunch so,
0: too. yeah I mean, he, you're right.
3: Both those first two years, he only played 12 games. He missed four games each of those each of those seasons. Can't give the, the ball, ball to runners. a
0: gimp, Robbie. Come on.
3: You know, but but here's here's what I, here's what I'll say. And, you know, and, and 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 we all know how you know how good of a football player Jones is. He, he's an even better guy. We know this off the field. So the longer longer they can keep him in that building in that locker room and then that, that's why this whole thing with A.J. Dillon this year is going to be fascinating if if they elect to bring him back in, in 2024 or not because nobody nobody in today's football world you know pays two running backs uh you know big time money and Jones is already I think Jones is playing this year he took a restructure but I still think he's playing for 11 million I mean that you know can can they go back and do that again next year with Jones and and then you know potentially pay Dylan as well. It's, it's certainly highly unlikely. So you know one of those guys, and it's probably going to be Dylan, will be gone in all likelihood next year. You know Jones is a guy like like we've talked about many times on the show that could hurt you in, in so many different ways, I and mean, he's become such a good pass catcher, guys with 59 receptions a year ago. So no, you're, you're exact. You're exactly right, Nellie. You know, he's the guy they've got to get the ball, especially with so many of these young pass catchers. They've got to get the ball in his hands as as many times probably as possible this year. But there is a balancing act because he's 208 pounds. So, you know, to, to make sure he is on the field in December does become tricky. All
0: right, Robbie, before I let you go. How does it feel, man? Another training camp uh, underway in the books day one yesterday. How does it feel for Rob Reichel personally? Are you, is, is football back? Has it started for you? Or does football technically start, you know, preseason, week one? Like, what's Rob Reichel say?
3: Oh, no, it's, it's back. It's been back for me a couple of weeks since I started really banging out, you know, positional stories and all sorts of Packers stories here through the through the month of July, and I, I encourage people to go to Forbes or Conley Media and, and read some of them. It's, it, it's been a lot of fun. No, it it officially started yesterday. I mean, even when you pull know, into that town, or you see that town, and you know, kids everywhere with bikes, which is obviously a, a great story. You you know, you, you you see random restaurants packed. You you, you know, it, it's standing room only at a practice. I mean that's you know, you, you you can say it. You. you know, you go Alan Iverson and just say you practice? know we're talking about practice. Practice, but man, but man, that I mean that that is still football. And, and there were a ton of these guys that I you know I talked to yesterday, Evo. You know, even second year guys like Samari Touré, who I talked to uh, a little bit yesterday, who are still just it just kind of blows their mind, right? That that three thousand people will show up at a and that that these people will take their vacation that they'll call in sick for work. That all these people aligned the fences, right, to watch to watch Jordan Love at, at various times throw against air and things like that. So, no, <laughs> so, but football's back. I mean, it was only ninety minutes yesterday, non padded. I think I think today they have a hundred five minute people, again, non padded, <laughs> and they can they can crank it up this weekend. Is there an official timer? More, Is
0: there a guy standing with a watch, uh, with a stopwatch? Like once it hits yeah. ninety or hundred five minutes, he's like, "All right, it's done, it's done, done, done."
3: Yep, 88, eighty-eight minutes is on old man. He went to yesterday, Evo. So he, he he actually let him off the hook early, two minutes early. Wow, you know, um, yeah. But uh, no, no. To answer your, answer your question, it, it is back. It is it is back with a vengeance. It is back with full force. I think what is it? Next weekend we get the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Two weeks from now you'll have a Packer preseason game. Two and a half weeks you got Belichick in town with his team for the whole week, and that that's the one I keep telling everybody to go over and watch and go over and see those practices. Those, those are going to be a treat. So right. nope, it's, it's here, Evo. Thank goodness. And, uh, you know, we, it, it's been a long time since what the first week of February, yeah. right? When when Patrick Mahomes beat uh, Jalen Hurts, it's, we've been waiting a long time and, and thank goodness it's back. And, and I, and yesterday for me, Evo, I started year 23. <laughs> Congrats their, Robbie. And, and, am absolutely thrilled to be doing it's
0: it. It's your Michael Jordan year, Rob, covering the Packers. 23, baby, because
3: you are the <laughs> there we, GOAT. There we go. You are
0: the GOAT. Like, MJ, you are the GOAT, Robbie, of Packers coverage. I want one last thing from you. All you got to do is give me a letter grade. Grade Jordan Love Day 1 training camp. And you can't have plus or minuses in there. Can't go plus or
3: minus?
0: No, you can. You can. Oh,
3: all right. I was going to go C-minus. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh, Robbie, we love you, buddy. Forbes.com, Conley I'm, Media, Rob Rachel on Twitter. You get Rob a plus today. A plus.
3: Yeah, we'll see how today goes. No, they for you, for you, you for you. A
0: plus today on air. For you. Uh,
3: I I appreciate that. You're a, you're a, you're
0: an easy grader, Evo. <laughs> Rob, I love you, buddy. Have a good one.
3: See,
0: see you, pal. See you, buddy. Bye. <laughs> a C, a C- minus. C minus. Who? That's Robbie's boy too, Jordan Love. A D, uh, uh, no, I, I said a D plus, A C-minus for Jordan Love, Rowdy. Day one of training camp. Now, it's just training camp. Day one. There's some still things to sort itself out. But this dude had some time to, you know, prepare for this, Rowdy. A, a, a C-minus. And that's from Rob Reichel, who loves Jordan Love.
2: Yeah. I know um, there was some off-season workouts where we were questioning Robbie on how Jordan Love looked earlier this summer slash spring, yeah. and he didn't have any glowing reviews, and we did have our same takeaway going, that seems a little tough, <laughs> being that it's Rob, who was all in on Jordan Love, and let's move on from Aaron Rodgers to being C-minuses, saying, yeah, it didn't look great, but... but? Ay, hey, hey. hey,
0: Dios mio. Yeah, a C-minus. <laughs> From a notable Jordan Love lover, Rob it's tough.
2: Maybe I. I hope he proves us all wrong after hearing the reports or after seeing him miss the uh, net his rookie year <laughs> from about five yards away. We we have. Have you yet to see, have you seen an, yes. a Jordan Love video of him hitting it in the net? Yeah, you have. I did. Okay, it was
0: y- it was yesterday. yesterday. Oh, I, I must have missed it. How far away was he?
2: It wasn't like Aaron Rodgers, you know, fifty yards down the field, but it wasn't like the five-yard net that we were referring to that he couldn't hit his rookie year.
0: So he's making progression.
2: Yeah, I would have said, I don't know, 20 yards, 25 yards. All right, so he's, okay.
0: I have seen a lot of video of Jordan Love and, as Robbie alluded to, hitting with Romeo Dobbs. Uh, They got that connection, and they've been doing it a lot over, um, you know, the the break as well. Uh, So you got those two cats getting How about Samari Toure jumping off the page uh, day one? In an 88-minute practice. I, uh... I just I don't know, Rowdy. This season I got obviously a lot of question marks. I just don't have the greatest of feelings about it. What about you? What's your what's your gut telling you? My gut's telling me it's gonna be a long season.
2: I think it comes down to Jordan Love, but we've been saying that forever. Oh yeah. I'm thinking like seven and ten.
0: No, no, not a record. But what's what's your gut telling like is it gonna be a long like a, a tough watch? A long season. I think it'll
1: be,
2: it'll have, it'll be, it'll have flashes. It'll have flashes of, oh, that looked really good and, oh, that looked really bad. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to be a lot of highs, a lot of lows. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. Hopefully, we keep uh, ending each game on a high and maybe the season on a high and not uh, as opposed to a low. Oh, Packers did sign a new wide receiver yesterday, Cody Crest.
2: Who exactly? Like the toothpaste?
0: C H R E S T.
2: Remember when they signed um, <clears throat> a rec- <clears throat> excuse me a receiver to the practice squad, and then there was like former All American signs with Packers, and yeah. then it was actually like a JUCO All American, <laughs> yeah, from like four years ago. Hey,
0: Devondre Campbell on Twitter, which is an awesome foul, he did say if you can make it out of JUCO, you can make it anywhere, Rowdy. If you can survive JUCO, you can survive anywhere. Well, I. Never been to JUCO. <laughs> Neither have I. Robbie, our uh, Packer insider who loves Jordan Love, couldn't wait for the Love era. Gave him a C minus.
5: <laughs>
0: well, Jordan Love did take the podium afterwards. Uh, he was uh, giving a little, uh, you know, snippet about. Aaron Rodgers texting with him. Rodgers
7: uh, basically telling him just to be who he is. Yeah, no, um, Aaron reached out to me last night, and that's exactly what he said. Yeah, he said, just be yourself, have fun, enjoy it. Um, You know, it's obviously my time now, and he just said, you know, be yourself. And, I mean, that's all you can do, you know. That's kind of been the message from everybody is, you know, be yourself, don't try and be... Anybody else. Don't try to be Aaron, things like that. Just be yourself, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah, so that's what he's doing. Hopefully it pays out. He also talked a little more on Rodgers and the uh, text.
7: Yeah, we texted last night. He texted me, so it was pretty nice to see him.
0: Rodgers reached out to Jordan Love. Uh, Rodgers always expressed like, nothing but love for Jordan Love and wants to see him to succeed. Hell, he just said it a little bit ago um, on the podium when he was with the New York Jets. Uh, love, though, asked, does it make a difference if he says, uh, you know, get, getting the respect of his teammates yet?
7: No, it makes a huge difference. You know, you as a player, you want everybody to respect you. You want the support of the team. Um, you know, that's that's pretty much what it's been. Everybody's been great, very supportive. Um, like I said, it comes down to those relationships we have with each other. Um, but, no, it's, it's, it's been great, man. It's, it's something that, you know, even if I didn't have the support of the team, I'm still going to go out there and do my best every day because, uh, you know, being the leader of the team, that's what you got to do. Um, it's never going to be easy, never going to be in your favor sometimes, but you just got to go out there every day, put your head down, and no matter what the, you know, good, bad, indifferent, you know, he just got to go out there and work every day.
0: Now, Love's got the big connection right now with, um, with Romeo Dobbs. They've been practicing a lot in the offseason, and they've been seeing a lot in the minicamp that just was not too long ago, and now in training camp, you already see it right away with Dobbs.
2: Do you find it weird that so far through this offseason, obviously we've talked about Jordan Love because of Aaron Rodgers moving on. Yeah. We've talked of Aaron Jones taking his pay cut and some of the things that he's been doing. We talk about the connection between Romeo Dobbs and Jordan Love, even, hell, some of the lesser-known receivers like Samari Toure are being thrown in there, and then obviously you have the new draft picks. I haven't heard one thing about Christian Watson.
0: No, I saw him pop up yesterday, but it was when he was riding one of the kids' bikes, and there was like 12 kids surrounding him. Like, oh, you know, he, Watson's demanding a crowd with the kids. That was the only thing I've heard about him.
2: That's it. Yeah, I think the only thing that I've really, and I I didn't see that, but um, I think the only thing I've really seen of them was, remember when they made a huge deal about the Packers, some of the players being in Door County? Yeah. And it was like, oh, they're out there hanging out as buddies, and they're out in Door County, and it was A.J. Dillon and Jordan Love, and Christian Watson was like sleeping in a hammock. (laughs) Like that was like his picture. they like they were messing with him while he was sleeping in a hammock. Yeah. Well at least he's there hanging with the guys and you know, trying to get
0: better, but But yeah. that's like that's it. I never I've never diddly poo. I've seen his dad pop up on on Twitter, like toting his son. That's kinda of about it. I don't know. But on the practice Well, here's the thing, Roddy uh, love is talking about the respect of his teammates. You can have the respect of your teammates, but what happens if some um losses start snowballing? I mean, the quarterback is the most scrutinized position in all sports. What happens if some losses start compounding and Jordan Love starts throwing some picks? Then what? You could have respect, but do you still have the locker room? Do you have people believing in you? I don't know. Now, on the practice yesterday, uh, Robbie saying he didn't look the greatest. Uh, Love did miss a couple on some deep passes. Uh, he was asked, and uh, a lot of the other journalists were saying, it was windy out there. It was windy. Well, here's Love on how much it was Wednesday's windy weather a factor.
7: Yeah, no, I mean, I think just day one, that was one thing I, I was like, man, we got to lock in on that one, but deep ball day one, you know, that's something that, you know, you got to have those reps at, um, and it takes time. Like I said, it's not going to be perfect on the deep ball, but after today, looking back on it that 's one thing that I felt like um, those are the couple of throws that I missed they're just maybe a little bit short that you know weren't right over the shoulder like you might want um, so but obviously you know the wind accounts for that it's, you can never make excuses for that um, you just got to be able to play through it.
0: so on one hand you have Jordan love missing deep balls on the other hand i 'm seeing Pe uh, videos of Jets training camp of Aaron Rodgers completely just slinging it downfield with pinpoint lasers to Garrett Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more from love, but on the positive side of things. What passing plays did he have day one that stood out for him the most?
7: Yeah, no, we had a couple of strikes. I had one to Rome that uh, made a great catch, but um, and we had a throw route, which is always nice, right out of the middle to Smari. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's there's a couple of throws here and there that you know you always wish you can get back at the end of the day, but in the time, at the end of the day. Um, there's not like one specific throw I you know, like more than the other. I, I like completions, and whenever you can get that, it's always fun. But uh, yeah, just looking back on it, like I said, those deep balls are just one thing that I wish you know we could have had a little bit better connection, but something that we're going to build and, and grow over time.
0: Look at Rowdy They're brought up Rome, by the way, is Romeo Dobbs. So he brought up Rome, Romeo Dobbs, and then he brings up Samari Touré. Again, not a, not a word muttered about Christian Watson. They won, though. Uh, one more. Uh, Lovell' asked, "Does it help? He's in you know, fourth year here as he takes over for QB one."
7: Oh yeah, hundred percent. First year, you know, you're running out there, your eyes kind of big. You know, see everybody out there for the first time in practice. So I know my routine. I know what I got to kind of lock in and focus on.
2: The word from the team has been patience. It's a new quarterback, like Mark Murphy in front of eight thousand shareholders. Or how do you react when you hear those words?
7: Um, I mean. It's just how it is, you know. Patience is not going to be perfect right away. This is a process. It's growing pains that, you know, you've got to work through. You know, just like today is day one. It's not going to be perfect. It's something that we've got to build every day.
0: Well, you, know it's, you know it's football season, Rowdy. When you have uh, uh, an athlete answering questions, and then Mike Clemens throws his, his question in there, and he kind of you know, mods it up with the, uh, the volume.
2: You know how I know it's Packers season? Mike Clemens emails? Mike Clemens emails are back. They're back, baby. Oh, they are back.
0: Uh, let's see. Here, uh, Mike, Portage Mike says, remember Aaron Rodgers wasn't great his first year. Well, this is Jordan Love's fourth year. This is his fourth year. Are you talking
2: about his year, oh, first I think year starting? Be, I think, to be fair, that's what he's saying.
0: Uh, are you, Is that what you're saying, Mike? Your first, his first year starting? Is that the case? Because his first year starting, you saw flashes from Aaron Rodgers. like, damn, this guy's going to be pretty good. Okay, you're saying starting? Okay. Uh, let's go to the phones. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. All uh, right, yeah, so there you go. There's uh, Jordan Love uh, talking. Matt LaFleur also on the podium yesterday. Uh, LaFleur kind of talking about uh, the team as an overall, not just solely Jordan Love, but, you know, what has he been looking forward to as the sort of training camp?
3: Yeah, it's exciting. It's, um, I mean, what a great place. We've got so much great tra- tradition here, um, you know, from our guys riding the, the bikes over with the kids and then just kind of—it's our first chance to get together as a football team and go out there and practice, and you know, try to develop our habits, our standards, our and and really our um, expectations for what the 2023 season is going to be all about.
2: So, Aaron Crookshank, former Badger. Uh, make it in camp with the Chicago Bears.
0: Yeah, he just had a hell of a snag. Um, on the player side of things, though, uh, Aaron Jones. So, uh, speaking of Mike Clemens' rowdy, he was talking about how it was flat yesterday for the day one of training camp. It was flat. Aaron Jones was asking why he thought the Packers' offense had
4: a slow start day one. Uh, just the urgency in and out of the huddle, especially on the offensive side. Uh, you know, I feel like the defense came out with a lot more energy than we did. And, uh, sh- sh- sure, uh, and I heard I heard my co- coach sermons, and my, like, I heard him behind me. He's like, the defense has more energy. He did, wasn't necessarily saying it to me, but it got him a little frustrated. And so I, I went in the huddle and I'm like, hey, they're bringing more energy than us. That can't happen. And the next play, uh, I broke a nice run, and so I'm like, I, sometimes you just got to hear that, that reinforcement. So um, that that was, I would say, that was pretty cool to see. Like they they accepted what I said. It's
0: right, so a little flat defense, bringing more energy. Jordan, uh, Aaron Jones was asked, "What does he see though in Jordan Love now
4: that Aaron Rodgers is gone?" Um, just. His mental is more focused. He, he knows he knows the playbook inside and out, so now he he's can play fast. But just his, his mental approach to the game, uh, spending more time studying in that playbook, uh, like I said, so he can play fast and just honing in on the small details uh, and then just him being confident in everything he does. And, uh you, you can You can hear it. You can tell it. And it's just his, his excitement to be here and not just grow as a player, but as a leader like me as well. So
0: I know you were gone yesterday. You were already taking a vacation day. We had uh, comments from Matt LaFleur leading up to the first day of training camp. Aaron Jones just right said there how uh, Jordan Love knew the ins and outs of the playbook and his confidence and yada, yada, yada. Matt LaFleur, his comments yesterday... He was asked about taking plays out of the playbook, and LaFleur was like, yeah, we got to keep it more simple for Jordan Love. Said, we can't have all the plays in that we had for Aaron Rodgers, essentially, and it's going to come with time. And LaFleur also asked or also alluded to Jordan Love needing more confidence. <laughs> Jones, though, just having his teammates back. Now, Mark Murphy, earlier in the week, Monday, in the shareholders meeting, he told shareholders to be patient with Jordan Love, but they wouldn't know, and the young roster, but they wouldn't know around halfway through the season what they have. Well, Jones was asked about his reaction to Mark Murphy saying that.
4: Oh, uh, I mean, we, we hear, but uh, we also get excited because we know what we're capable of. Uh, we know within couple of weeks to often everything will be clicking um it just takes those rips uh, of all being together back again uh you know we're putting in new installs every day so guys are a little maybe a little uncomfortable or get out there and kind of question themselves so um but i feel like once we get through all the installs and go through it again everybody be comfortable being out there and they'll just be able to play fast and uh when you got got 11 guys playing fast that's kind of hard to stop
0: and then finally uh aaron jones asked about his counterpart A.J. Dillon coming back. How is he looking back in the training camp? His
4: legs look bigger. <laughs> and I'm like, how? <laughs> like, how? Uh, his head's a little bit more bald, but, but I, love it. I, I rubbed that thing for good luck. Can I rub yours?
0: <laughs> There's Aaron Jones. Well, it's going to be the Packers offense, right, Rowdy? I mean, right away, you're going to rely on your playmakers and your veterans, and your veterans are... Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Everyone else, I mean, your most seasoned wide receivers are Christian Watson and Romeo Dodd.
2: Obviously, you call a rookie a rookie when he's in his first year, right? Yeah. But when you think of, like, a veteran veteran, like, how old or how long in the league do you think of?
0: I would say, I, I feel like you got to make it over the average span of three. I was going to give you over four years. I
2: was thinking three or four. Yeah. Three or four years in, I would say you're a legitimate veteran. The three and a half is the average career of an NFL player. And you think about that offense. You have Aaron Jones. Seven years. And you have A.J. Dillon going into the final year of his contract, so that would be four. Your
0: most seasoned wide receivers are (laughs) guys who are coming off their rookie year.
2: Exactly. And both of them missed games. You have nobody, nobody in that receiving core as of right now that has three years of experience. There's going to be growing pains. Oh buddy, there's gonna be going and we fans. know the tight end position. Obviously, they draft two guys. You have Tucker Kraft and you have uh Lucas Musgraves. Yeah. They're rookies. Josiah DeGuara and and what Tyler Davis? Yep. Yeah, they've been around, but they're first, you know, roughly first contract guys. <sighs> well Jordan Love, he has never played before. What do you mean? He looked like turds against Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he's never played
0: before. <laughs> he had a couple snaps against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah,
2: he looked like crap against the Lions.
0: <laughs> Packer fans, oof. It's going to be intriguing. I can't wait. I mean, it's only day one of training camp. but We're getting all those juicy tidbits coming out. Love it, though. Football's back. Feeling good. Uh, Rudy, we were doing this yesterday. CBS Sports had the... They ranked quarterbacks for each division. Kirk Cousins was tabbed as the best in the NFC North. I went Cousins, Goff, um, Justin Fields, and then Jordan Love. I'm like, well, where else are you going to put Jordan Love? He's like, you haven't seen anything from him. He's got to be last. Kirk Cousins, though, number one, or Jared Goff, number one for you?